0: What is up, my Night Guy family? Hope y'all are doing well on this fine weekend. So before we start today, I figure it is about that time. All the content I post on any of my platforms is absolutely for entertainment purposes only. It may or may not be true. I give the information to you and let you decipher as to what you believe. None of this... Has really been verified as absolute fact. So. Before you run and tell your school teacher they're wrong. Or before you run and tell your college professor they're full of crap. Just don't do it. It's not verified information as of yet. Make sure you remember that. I'm not trying to create a bias. I'm not trying to create... A alternative timeline to history or anything like that my content is ultimately for your entertainment fam so please don't let it make you lose any sleep at night and use your judgment and own discernment in whether or not you believe it alright that being said I found the rest of the video on the gentleman's firmament or, should I say, sky ice testimony. All right. It turns out that the first source of information I had gotten made one wrong claim that it was actually the scientist that was researching the sky ice that was stating the claims it was not a scientist it was a army mechanic who was on a volunteer expedition him and another gentleman to Antarctica to work on the helicopters used by the research team okay now They were interviewed, many were interviewed, and then two were taken, including this gentleman. He was ranked above the other gentleman. He was in the Army from roughly 96 to 2000. He thought it would be a fun expedition. He's always been into the sciences and interesting um, subjects as such, history, stuff like that. Uh, never really said he was a firm believer in God until after this experience, okay? Now, this was even not at the time of the experience. He didn't realize or think about it till later on and didn't understand while he was figuring out or hearing about this said sky ice. He didn't know about the supposed firmament or the alleged ice wall, okay? So, um he really didn't understand what he was hearing or the importance of it until later on. Okay, Then he put out this little memo to a group on Facebook and told of his experience. The little bit that I showed you guys was not probably about half, not even half of it. It gets a lot more interesting. Other than that, let's get into this. So, if you haven't seen my video previously covering this, I suggest you go back and watch that real quick. It's pretty unmistakable as to the thumbnail that I used to what the video is, and I says it says the, the title right on the front, okay? But, I'm going to continue what he says right here, and... He said he reached out to a Facebook page where they were talking about said subject. I had a military background and said, I've never really believed in Jesus or done the whole church thing, but I think I've seen the stuff you guys may be talking about. I just didn't know what it was at the time. I was in the Army from 96 to 2000. I was sent to McMurdo Station in Antarctica. I was a helicopter mechanic and a crew chief, and they had volunteer tours open for guys to go there and work on the helicopters. When they asked for volunteers, a bunch of us applied, but only me and one other guy got accepted through the application progress process. It had a bunch of questionnaires that we had to fill out, and we had to sit for a bunch of one-on-one interviews. It was mostly just questions about what our interests and beliefs were and so on. After I was chosen, I was sent to the McMurdo Research Station in August of 1998. Once I got down there and got acclimated to the frigid cold and got used to my routine maintenance schedule, it got so I had a lot of downtime. So when we weren't busy de-icing the aircraft or fixing engine problems, we had time to go hang out with the scientists at the research station. The military unit attached to McMurdo was small and we didn't have our own separate facilities. We didn't have a media center, there was no chapel, and we didn't have our own separate mailroom. We had to share the same facilities with the scientists and researchers, but we were never allowed to go into the research lab on any conditions whatsoever. But over time, I got to be friends with a few of them, so I got familiarized with what exactly their research entailed. They had two different kinds of ice they were studying. This is where it gets interesting. One was your standard everyday normal kind of ice that we've all seen. They took cores of it out of boreholes in the ground. It was white in color and even a small piece you could see all the way through. The other was the blue sky ice. This ice was different than any ice I had ever seen. It was light, so light it seemed as though it was flow out of your hand. Its temperature, they said, was negative hundreds of degrees Fahrenheit. It was so cold, I had to use a thick glove just to handle it because it would give you instant frostbite if it touched your skin. They had to study the stuff right there. Previously, they tried to take it to the U.S. to study, but it would melt before they got there. They said Russian scientists had discovered the same problem when they tried to take the ice back to Russia. So that was why they had all the research stations in Antarctica. After maybe 15 minutes of handling the piece of sky ice, it was almost completely gone. Just like a tiny little bit was left in my hand and my glove was dry the whole time. I've never seen anything like it before Or And that's unusual because I've always had an interest in scientific things. I think that's even why I got selected to go to Antarctica because a big part of the interview was about science and what I believed about these things. So I really thought it was cool to see something I had never seen before. The whole time I was at McMurdo, I heard these people talking about the wall like it was a special place. It's pretty common to find ice walls and ice cliffs all over Antarctica. The whole place is ice, but it's all just normal ice. So I asked my friend where they get the sky ice from, and he said it comes from the wall. I don't remember exactly how he described it, but apparently there's a huge wall of sky ice. He said it was hundreds of miles inland, from the coast. I never got to see it myself. I was strictly stationed to McMurdo. I didn't get to go on the expeditions, but he said it was the biggest natural structure in the world. Imagine that. He said that in the 1960s, the U.S. Army had a plan to bore a tunnel into the wall, but they didn't have a boring machine that could handle the extreme cold temperatures. As a result, they would do an entire testing project in Greenland, where they developed ice tunnels and invented new boring machines that could operate in super cold temperatures. So this was back when they were going into forming NASA and all the other things that were kind of strange. The Antarctic Treaty around that time took place as well. He says likely they did this whole big thing in Greenland just for practice. So it's like they were practicing to bore into the sky ice. I'm not an expert on that, but that's just what he told me. Then, once they had the new boring machine figured out, they brought it to the wall in Antarctica. He said that the machine bored a tunnel, I don't remember exactly, like 5 or 10 miles into the wall, but they never broke through the other side. And that, they still don't know how thick the wall is, even to this day. And I'm probably not remembering this part correctly, but I think he said at first... The floor of the tunnel was solid rock. But after a mile or two into the wall, it ended up being sky ice under their feet instead of solid rock. So they virtually ran out of land and were 100% into the sky ice wall. And apparently, after they had gotten so deep into the wall as they would take breaks when they would come back it seemed to have slowly built itself back up or regenerates because after a year or so the tunnel had shrunk smaller all by itself like a self-healing wound starts closing up they had to leave the boring machine inside the wall because the tunnel shrunk too small to get it back out and after a few decades the tunnel was completely gone, like the part of the wall was solid again. He said that now the scientists were trying to use technology to figure out how thick the wall is. He said something about putting earthquake centers, sensors all along the, the wall, and that somehow you could measure the signal from an earthquake to see how thick the wall is. But he kind of lost me at that part. I never really thought about any of that until after I left. It was really weird stuff. But I think it—I didn't think it was a big deal at the time. But then a few weeks ago, I saw a map of the wall in Antarctica, except the map was all flat and crazy looking, and it showed the wall going all the way up over the whole Earth. So since then, I've been trying to learn more about the sky ice that I saw and this supposed or alleged wall that I heard about. But I can't find anything at all. So now I'm really wondering if there could be a connection here. And that's how I found this group. So I hope that maybe some part of my experience will help someone figure out something. While well, thankful to that person, if they were telling the truth, that is some very interesting information to say the least. All right, y'all. So, allegedly, this researcher told this helicopter mechanic, soldier, that in the 60s, They rigged up a bore machine that could withstand the cold by practicing in Greenland and then they began boring into the sky ice. They got 5 to 10 miles in and after a couple miles they ran out of land under their feet. So at a certain point, they were entirely in the wall or the firmament, as one would say, allegedly. Think about that. Five to ten miles is a long ways, guys. Okay. And not only that, it supposedly regenerates and self-heals. That is crazy. Very interesting stuff. Um, definitely something to ponder over. It was a awesome interview. I mean, the thing self-heals. Uh, pff, wild stuff, guys, wild stuff. A quick excerpt from Genesis 1, 6, and 7. God said, let there be a dome in the middle of the water. Let it divide the water from the water. God made the dome and divided the water under the dome from the water above the dome. That is how it was. Interesting. Interesting. Does it necessarily mean the earth's flat? No. That's kind of not what I'm getting at. I'm just getting at the dome itself. Um, I'm not trying to say flat earth is absolute. Um As I said, it could be around Earth or or something of the like. Or, I like to think that the theory of, um, like the Atlantean theory, which kind of coincides with here, which is really intriguing, this map, here's us, here's the ice wall, going out, going out, and then this is more what I was thinking. Boom. Like one large, massive planet, possibly, with a bunch of different, similar terraces or terrains, uh, tierras, or whatever you want to say. I imagine that if this is the case, which is hard to prove, and this is not proven, but I imagine that... um, each of these would have a firmament around them and my theory has always been and I, you know if this is the case i don't know why they got to hide it it's pretty crappy if they do but if this is the case <clears throat> or or even remotely my theory is that you start out here okay or you just get this whole whole section, right? But you get designated a said section, right? And certain species are planted or or started out civilizations in each of these little designated I mean arenas if you will, right? Um And if they are at peace and love and they don't fight, and they they are light and decent and kind and not a bad seed, if you will, they get to stay or you get to go to outer, outer, inner space for us, outer space. If we are decent and kind and good and love and light, we will be allowed to exit outside of said area said area which is here we will be able to ex- exit out the summer gates and inhabit maybe here or here or here maybe odinland out here atlantia or atlantis lemuria if you are qualified What lies out here, if this is the case, to me, is highly advanced super civilizations. Okay? That have technology beyond our wildest dreams at their disposal. Alright? You remember the story of the Iron Republic. Where the gentleman somehow, well I know how, got outside of the wall how did it happen well he just had damn good timing okay why they call these the summer gates there's one set of them here somewhere if i'm correct the summer gates okay let's see let's see if i can find these summer gates here Gonna guess where we at here. Really it could technically be rotated. North America, South America, here we are. Here's Antarctica. So these are gonna be your summer gates. Okay. Your summer gates. And these look like a gates too, but why do they call them the summer gates? Well, because during the summer, which is when the guy in the Iron Republic story was setting out or was on his expedition during the summer it gets just hot enough not hot but just warm enough in that area in the antarctica area that the icebergs and the ice that are blocking this channel almost year round i'm talking you might get a two week to a one month tops span where this summer gate thaws out and he hit the he he hit the the sweet spot it happened to be thawed out he spotted it from a mountain that he went inland to climb and he went out the gates that's how he got to possibly i mean I, my guess would be thoth right here some of these some of these islands is where the iron republic located is located excuse me One of these is always moving, and I think it might be Thoth. All right, but either way, when it melts, which is just a short span in the summertime, is which which is what the guy who in the Iron Republic was lucky enough to catch. He slipped through the ice wall, but they were people just like us. But they had achieved love and light, just like the previous civilizations before us. Many of them have the Mayans. Uh, was one of them. I believe some of the other uh, Incans and Hopi, um, many of those civilizations as well, had figured out what the key to essentially by doing it, he, they achieved the longevity of their species, so they got the Iron Republic. And then, probably, if you continue to prove you are a decent person or a decent civilization, rather you might get to go to the next level and then who knows where but the idea is guys we in here were newbies we're primitives I would argue that every civilization before us was more advanced that would make more sense than us being more advanced than them something happened a great reset if you will in the meantime, the flood, most likely. Because when the Fallen, or the, the Watchers, came down and it created the Nephilim, God had to flood the earth. Because the Nephilim had, and some of them were inherently good, but there was a lot of them that were really bad. Why he had to flood out the earth for the Nephilim is their appetites did not, they were too much to sustain. We didn't have the resources. They literally ate all the livestock on the planet. And when that was done they turned to us humans. And that's when God had had enough. And he had to do an ultimate reset. Now does that mean they're all gone? No. There's still some. And they're still good. Some of them. But ultimately when the watchers came down and bred the daughters of man they tainted the seed God they tainted the genetic makeup God had already made and preordained Nephilim they were abominations because they began cannibalizing cannibalizing their own kind when they had already ate everything up earth couldn't sustain them there wasn't enough resources for the human pop and us okay so If you look, and this is why it's said that in the Middle East, women wear veils. They wear veils because they're trying to cover their faces for the watchers. They don't want the watchers to see their inherent beauty because they don't want them to come down and breed them again, creating the Nephilim. True story. Now, today, it has turned into something of oppression which is crappy but originally that's why women were wearing veils that's why they covered their faces because they didn't want the watchers to see their inherent beauty and come down and breed them again food for thought little 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 fact for you there so yeah really cool story um interesting thoughts interesting ideas uh absolutely uh mind-boggling and very uh cool to just wrap your head around you know what i mean so um yeah really good stuff guys uh so i got more to come i'm going to uh shift though you guys from here but i'm going to try and shift here cuz i'm doing the i'm i got to kind of shift away from the edgy content for a little while uh, because it seems some people just they don't like to even talk about or even um, even uh, ponder or, or consider the idea of, of affirmment and so on. So uh, I'm gonna shift away from that and I'm gonna do some more uh, fantastical. Um, I'm gonna do uh, land between the Lakes, Dogman, and then there's this really cool story that I found or well, actually a follower shared it with me about an awesome uh, sea creature. Now, I'm not saying it's true. I'm not saying it's not. Uh, This this show was unique. It aired on Netflix for just a year. Uh, I don't know why. I kind of have an idea, but it's really intriguing, this story that they told and I really am excited to kind of share it with you guys so um, stay tuned about to be lit as always and I hope you enjoyed the last couple bits of compilations I did the uh, US Navy Patent Fly Saucer etc a little RH negative uh, content for you and then some uh, ETs so hope you, li- hope you like that and I hope you stay in tuned Uh Keep on keeping on, stay in the light, stay in the love, and treat others how you want to be treated, y'all. So, simple keys to life, simple keys to love and happiness and, and peace, really, peace. Bless the people going over in Ukraine. Hopefully, we can get that squared away very soon. And stay diligent, stay aware, and stay in the light, you guys. Truth can sometimes be stranger than fiction, and I am out.